Well, welcome to another edition of Movie Torture. I am one of the co-hosts here, Roger. And uh, looking over, you, you folks can't see me, of course, but as I look over and uh, speak to Brad, Brad, we got a crowd here. We got a we got a you know a cheering section or an audience here. I don't know what to do. We do. I'm I'm nervous for what they may hear about this movie we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, though, because we have producer Gary here. Everybody say, hey, producer Gary. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, Gary has a date. Ooh. Yeah, all you ladies out there that have been really liking producer Gary, he now has a date, and we're excited about producer Gary. He is not happy right now. That's, I can a, t- posi- that's a positive sign. That's, that's a, a great thing. thing. Yeah. And we're joined by our resident sport expert. I said sport, like it's just one thing, yeah, right? One sport. sport. Just one sport. Baseball. Baseball. Justin, everybody give Justin a hand. Hey, what's up, everybody? And um, you use the word expert loosely. <laughs> I would not call myself an expert, although I do coach rec baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like this is like having, yeah, it is having like an expert. You know, kind of he kind of goes through this on a regular. And the thing we're going to find out is which coach in this movie is he most like. Oh, yeah. Sean Salisbury. That was my first thought. <laughs> That's who I was going to go. My, that was where I was going to He has Chris Farley's brother in a Speedo hanging out with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, for all you listening, what, what movie are you doing, Roger? We are doing Benchwarmers. Uh, Benchwarmers came out in 2006 uh, with a budget of $33 million and box office it doubled at 65 So, um it's, uh, I got to be honest, that kind of blows my mind after seeing this because I, I never saw this until we talked about doing this uh, this movie, uh, Benchwarmer. I'd never seen it before. So I had to go on Netflix and actually watch this, and I cannot believe it made that kind of money back in 2006. It finished second behind Ice Age that week. I can't believe it cost 30. Where did they put the 33 million? Because was it in the baseball field? Was it in the John Lovett's mansion? Was it in number seven? Which we'll talk about that later. Was I don't it, know, man. Was it in the model co-stars? You know, the oh my models who were, yeah. The We've got a lot to discuss about the ladies in this movie for sure. But well, yeah, the ladies. And then like, how is it back in 2006? Do guys like Rob Schneider get like, you know, he's a solid what? I mean, he's solid in my four. world, I would say, yeah, four, right? Maybe a four. Um, and all the guys in this movie, um, they're like hollering at these girls that are seven, eight, nines. And I'm like, how how does that even make sense? Only in Hollywood. Yeah. Does Only that in happen? Hollywood. So, and especially Spay with that haircut. I mean, to, oh, to we're going to get to the haircut. Yeah. There's so much to unpack with that haircut. I want to see the bowl. Where's yes. the bowl that they used to do the outline of his haircut? Yeah. So, do you want me to quick give a synopsis before you do that? Let me let me share. Uh, the director for the the film was um, uh, David, uh, or excuse me, Dennis Duggan, um, who has done a ton of Sandler stuff because uh, he's you know of course Adam Sandler's buddy, um, and uh, he actually played Coach Bellows in the movie as well. Um, wow. We'll get into the critic stuff later, and uh, I. You just give a synopsis, and we'll, we'll run from there. Okay, so this movie, if we want to sum it up, is basically three nerds who, it's think after school special, they get bullied a lot, and they 
they have one dude that can hit the ball. They meet a rich dude who drives two really incredibly rad cars, and he puts the bill for them to have a tournament to beat up little kids in in baseball. And then nerds end up uh, with the girls at the end, the Pizza Hut girl. And, uh, yeah, that's basically the movie. It's watching big guys beat up kids. And then other guys want to be those guys. I love that the other, like, minor plot to this story is, uh, I'm going to stop saying Rob, I'm going to say Gus. Okay, his character's name is Gus. Gus is, uh, you, you know his wife's, like, cycle like, you know that they're trying to have it. She wants to have a baby, and it's, like, right out the gate. It's, like, baseball, bullying, like, this whole thing. Oh, and by the way, like, her cycle. Like, you know all about her cycle and, like, when she's, like, most fertile to have this baby with, again, Gus, who is Rob Schneider. Well, this movie pretty much was our current public education. You know, they, they spent all their time talking about bullying and, uh, and of course, sex, sex ed, you know, with the uh, – you know, with the, the topic there of uh, menstrual cycle. Okay, so I, I'm going to call him Deuce Bigelow because that's what he wants. I'm just going to call him Deuce in this movie. Do you think that he had in his contract, he has to be basically the coolest one of the bunch? I, I think he was the most, a, most athletic out of the bunch because uh, supposedly he did play high school sports and, you know, uh, and was very, very active. And he's... Amongst the group, he's the a huge sports fan. I, I don't know. Have you ever seen um, Clark from also Napoleon Dynamite, Blades of Glory? I mean, there's some talent there, right? <laughs> like, I mean, he he definitely. I mean, that that would be another movie for another time. But I'm just saying, the guy's got some athletic ability to be able to put on those skates and and whirl around a little bit. Um, I will I will give Gus this. Okay, I will say that as I watched the movie a couple times. Uh, to prep for this, his swing was not bad. If you go back and watch it, like I watched a few times, and like his swing when he made contact uh, wasn't too bad. But what I love is if you if you play sports, if you know anything about it, there's sometimes where he makes contact with the ball, and you know that that thing probably just went like 50 feet off to the right, yeah, um, because of the way that the ball went off the bat. Oh yeah, but then you know, of course, in the movie, you see it go few hundred feet over the fence, that kind of thing. That always cracks me up. When I saw the preview or the trailer for this movie back in 2006, it was one of those ones that I kind of had the mindset going in, okay, realism is out of the park with this one. Just just enjoy oh, yeah. the ride. Just enjoy yeah. the ride. And, uh, and which was – I did see it when it originally came out because my son, Jordan, was around 10, 11 at the time. Uh, right about that age, he felt like he was old enough to watch something like this. Um, so when I mentioned that we were doing this movie, he was off the charts, like wishing he could be here because this is one of his classic favorites from as, as a kid. So, um, fun fact, uh, one of the reasons Sandler chose who he did to do this movie and, uh, uh, was what at the time David Spade and Rob Schneider were kind of not happy with each other. They were going, they were kind of had a rift and he actually, uh, fit their parts so they would have to fix this rift and work together, which I thought was really cool. And then one of the uh, the pitchers in the movie, uh, one of the kids, uh, current is a current Reds pitcher, John uh, Moskett, who, uh, who was a 14-year-old extra at the time. So a couple of fun facts. So 
So, Brad, why don't you kind of jump in the plot line here? And Well, I, I want to ask you guys, would y'all want to live in Sanderville, uh, Adam Sandlerville? Because <laughs> all his movies look like the same, right? They all have that same. And it, do you think Adam Sandler would have been great as one of the coaches in this movie? Just a small role as one of the coaches. Oh, man, I think with his humor, obviously it fits the bill for this movie. He could have been a coach. He could have been one of the players. You could have easily added a fourth dynamic and had him even one of the players on the team. You know, he could have been a ridiculous third baseman or first first baseman. Or, and, or an umpire. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah, umpire would have been great. Yeah. He definitely could have played in this, but I agree with you. Um, you look at Happy Gil- uh, Gilmore. um, What's another one? Uh, Billy Madison. Uh, all of those have like the same kind of humor and like there's parts of it's funny. Now, my wife, she is like 100% anti that kind of humor. Like she hates it. Yeah, my too. Um, and so like I, I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. But even this one was like, man, it was a little bit harder than like your Happy Gilmore kind of thing. It was almost... It's, it was ridiculous, and you knew you were going to get something ridiculous, but it was almost like, oh, my gosh, it's so, like, over the top. It definitely was over the top. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, to go back to our, our previous movies, I think we end up – I feel like we do this every episode. Is is Napoleon Dynamite – I'm just going to call him Napoleon yeah, Dynamite. Yeah, that's the best way to yeah. Yeah, refer so to you him. Know, is, he, is he dumber than Haru from, from uh, Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, he had some sensibility, but not intelligence on okay. any level. How was he? How did he get hired to be a paper boy? <laughs> and how many helmets did he go through in this my, movie? My, I, I Are wonder, you trying to say that like the criteria for a paper boy is like pretty stout? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but we. They're I think that's a pretty stout. easy job to get. How did he remember the route? Is what I want to know because he's riding the paper boy route. And we we jump right in and we see him throw in the paper on the hat on the roof on the roof, yeah. which took me to Breaking which had Bad. Like Twelve or fifteen copies up there already. Yeah, and it made me think of Breaking Bad when they throw the pizza up on the roof. You Breaking Bad fans, but it, it's it's like how has he still got a job? Is I kept thinking is the lady that lives there not complaining? Like she just don't know where her papers are. Yeah. I mean she's eighty years old. Is said in the movie, and so is it possible she has forgotten that she even has a subscription to the newspaper? Possibly. Who has a subscription to a newspaper today? I think they're mostly digital. You can do like, well, I don't know about mostly. I know you can do a digital subscription of like uh, Charlotte Observer and stuff like that. A lot of them have gone digital. Over my age would be the people that still get the newspaper at the house. Really? Gary? Do you you get the newspaper at your house? I do not. I do not. Okay. Producer Gary, uh, do you get a newspaper at your house? No, no, we don't. Yeah, he's the youngest one in the room by the by a mile. Uh, whoa, a smidge <laughs> by a smidge. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so in Sandlerville, it's funny when they go to Sandlerville and he doesn't want anything to do with the movie. See, is he like the Godfather, and he tells you what to do? Because if mm. I'm Napoleon Dynamite, I'm like I really don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that in this movie. I don't know, man. I think that if you're Napoleon Dynamite and you've got Adam Sandler coming to you with this gig, I think it's kind of like if you idolized like Jim Carrey back in the day and then Jim Carrey is like, hey, I want you to come be in this movie. 
You know, I mean, that's kind of what I think. I think it is maybe a little bit of that Godfather, also maybe a little bit of like maybe um, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I keep forgetting his name. Uh, John Hayden. John, yeah. We'll just yeah. call him Napoleon. Yeah, we'll just keep calling him Napoleon. I mean, if, if he grew up loving some of those movies that Jim, uh, not Jim Carrey did, but Adam Sandler did, I mean, he probably was maybe honored to be in this role with that kind well, think, of... Well, think about all the people that have been in Sandler movies. Jack Nicholson, uh, Marissa well, Torme. True. I mean, you go down, there's been some really good actors yeah. in there. So he he's either paying them really well or they just have a really good time. At, at that all right so i gotta get into the first scene when when gus and uh napoleon meet each other and uh, uh napoleon's picking his nose and uh and he asked gus asked him if he was scratching his brain and he's like yeah because it's so huge like i just that mo- that started the movie off and i knew it was going i was like okay this this is gonna be good this is gonna be good uh have you guys ever been beef stewed uh oh wow you went there yeah the, uh, the old, the he, old, i don't think he I, I think he's been waiting for that he's like uh, yeah he I wanted to go with he wanted to lead with that right yes, out yes. the this, gate this movie lets you know right at the front that there's gonna be a lot of farting yeah. and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a bodily function movie okay so can i say that that happened i let's put it this way i have older brothers there's a house of boys growing up do I remember it? No. Does it mean that it didn't happen? No. <laughs> Is it possible? Yes. Um, yes. But my brothers did other things like, hey, let's see how long you can last in the dryer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kind of you got put so, in the dryer? Yeah. Wow. I mean, they were nice, though. They put some pillows in there, so I didn't go. Did they add some sulfur so it smelled better? No, no, but the heating element did work, so I freaked out and got out pretty quick. But Producer Gary, have you ever been put in the dryer? No, he's a little I tall. I, I, I like how he had no. to think about that, no, though. He goes, he's a little tall. Um, like, I would remember being put in the dryer. I, I can't say I've ever... See, I would I would think that. you would have had, you know, because you're... I've never you're gotten... High, yeah. Have you ever gotten a swirly? No. Is yes. It, you have? Really? Oh, yeah. I've never gotten a swirly. And I just recently gave my oldest boy a swirly. Oh, wow. You're giving yeah. your kids swirly. You gave your own son Oh, I did. Yeah, it was it was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of, of fatherhood yeah. for me. How about wedgies? Yeah. He was talking smack, man. And I was like, oh, you think you're funny? So I went and chased him down, picked him up. He's laughing. Y'all, this was the best part. He didn't even know what this was. He had no idea what a swirly was. And so the best part is I it, we're downstairs, so he ran from me. Um, the cleanest bathroom in the house is like mine and, and my wife's. So we went to our bathroom, but it's upstairs. So I pick him up. I've got him upside down, carrying him up the steps the whole time. He's not like freaking out or anything. He is dying laughing. And we get to the bathroom and he's like freaking out, but still he's laughing the whole time. I stick his head in the toilet, flush the toilet, and still the boy is dying laughing. Afterwards, he thought it was the funniest thing. Did he at least keep his mouth closed? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I didn't take him too deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. At least he kept his mouth closed. I back to the back to the stewing. I love how they came to help him, and he's like, "It's okay. It didn't taste that bad." <laughs> <What? laughs> That's terrible. What? That's so bad. What? Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I remember after seeing this movie, it it took me a while going through the grocery store and going down the soup aisle. Not see beef stew and not think about this movie. What What are you guys' thoughts on beef stew as a meal? Before or after this movie? Uh, pre 
pre-bench warmers, what... I'm totally a beef stew guy. I could do that. But I, I will say this. I don't want the stuff in the can. Oh, I like canned beef stew. No, 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 no. I want it in a crock pot. I want it, like, sitting there all day. My wife makes an incredible, like, beef stew at the house. Like, that's what I want. That, that to me, oh, it's getting me hungry right now. Well, the canned beef stew becomes the beef stew. How I think about it that way, yeah, yeah. It does. yeah. If you, if you yeah. The way Justin, you know, that's that's the good way. But yeah, when, yeah. when I used to open the can, I'd put like some loaf of like a couple slices of bread under it, pour it on there, get that bread nice and soft. I mean, canned beef stew is like a a notch above like dog food, right? It's it's just a notch above. I'm dog hearing food. why I'm all. <laughs> That's hey, right. We do have an audience today. Yeah. 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 I, why am I homeless? I I just like beef stew. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I'd eat it today though. Well, that's like uh, the college days. Ravioli was my go-to can item, and I won't even touch it. You won't eat oh, Chef Boyardee. I used to throw no, down ravioli. No. Oh my gosh, I seen, love what, Chef Boyardee. Seen, have you seen what that does to plastic bowls when you cook it? Oh, I don't care. It, it yeah. goes down. Oh my, no, I haven't seen yeah. that. That's yeah. terrible. What about a? Uh, okay, this is something that my wife did not partake in, and when I would talk about it. There was definitely looks of judgment that came my way, but a sloppy Joe. I love Who a good love sloppy, a sloppy Joe. Joe. How do you yeah. not like a sloppy Joe? No, she's too good for it, man. Those sloppy are great. Put some Joe ketchup on slop, there and a bun, nice Joe. sesame seed bun. Oh, it sounds fantastic. I bet people listening right now are getting hungry. Wait, I bet you, they are. Yeah. Let's get back to the beast too fart. What, Gary? You put ketchup on a sloppy Joe? You can. It's not necessary. Why are you judging me, producer Gary? No. No. <laughs> Don't put ketchup on a sloppy Joe. No, he's going hot pitch. Like, that means he's serious. Uh, okay, yeah. it might be too it's early in, in the show to get into this, but I have to because it's just like it's from the beginning. I've wanted to talk about this a little bit more. Um, let's go back to the scale of the dudes versus the chicks. Oh my gosh! In, in this movie, it, <sighs> like where in in real life does that take place? So here's a question that I would ask you. All right. Now, for a couple of us, our spouses are in the room, so we got to be careful. But, but did you, like the guys in bench warmers, did you, we're all married, so did we marry up? Are we like the bench warmers where, like, we married way past. I'll speak for both of you. 100%. Wives. Yes. You guys definitely married up. <laughs> married up. I was, but I was, was going to say that. Yes. I was going to say that. I think without if a doubt. either one of any of us said we married down, we'd probably be. On the couch. I'd have to stay over at your place yeah. tonight. Yeah, then we it, have an yeah. extra room. Then, then the the person in the audience who said homeless, that would be you know, that would be it, right? <laughs> yeah, now. homeless. But that's the only reason I'd want to live in Sanderville, Sandlerville. I keep saying Sander, like Dion Sand, Sandlerville, because when you live in Sandlerville, you can be a solid four, and you're going to marry a nine or a ten. Yeah, and it's just a given. Yeah, that's Sandlerville for you. Yeah, and for all you listeners, you know we scale them here, so it's uh the scale is off. With these guys. Yeah. No, not even close. It's not even in the ballpark. Uh, but it does give, it gives guys that watch that show maybe a little bit of hope. There's some fours out there that maybe are watching that thinking like, hey, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, let me ask you guys, producer Gary T, you can answer. Have y'all ever been to a pizza hut and seen a woman as hot as that one in this movie? Not in Belmont. I've never been to any Pizza Hut and seen that in my entire life. And I've been yeah. to some Pizza Huts. Now, I, I believe that I have this correct. Um, I believe my mother and father-in-law met in a Pizza Hut. Wow. That's a Pizza is, Hut is love that, story. Is that correct? 
Yeah. She was working there. So he would actually, if he were here, he would say, oh, yeah, Pizza Hut's where it's at. Now, that was. That was back when you ate in the Pizza Hut, right? That was back when it was pizza. <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to love Pizza Hut because I could play the, the, um, the uh, what do they call them? The, I would choose the music and they would play it for me in there. Jukebox. Jukebox. Yeah, they had a jukebox back then. It was an actual jukebox. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, fun. I remember when I was younger, like playing baseball, little league baseball, um, Babe Ruth baseball, and going to. I mean, for a season it was CC's, but I remember going to Pizza Hut and the buffet. Man, growing up as a kid, like I, I mean, even to this day, I love a good buffet. But man, I haven't been to like a Pizza Hut buffet. I don't even know if they still have it. Do they still have it? They, they have very few in in store locations anymore. They have one close. to I us. mean, there's three, one really three, close to three twenty one. There's one there. Oh yeah, and the one no, the, too. Yeah, it's right People down the street. Like, Where's three twenty one? Maybe yeah. we need to go there after this uh, podcast and see if they've got the Pizza Hut buffet. Maybe maybe we do a protest. Like if Wait. they don't have one, we we hold signs and stand outside. And we want buffet. We want buffet. Adam Sandler loves his chains in his movie though. Oh, he makes some good money off of that. In bro. Blended, there was dicks. Subway from Happy Gilmore. Subway from Happy Gilmore. There was Hooters in Blended. Yeah. Uh, Hooters in uh, uh, little da- uh, the daddy one. He he knows how to pick. Yeah, he knows how to pick Big bad daddy. food. Big for, daddy. Yeah, and then Pizza Hut probably play, paid a fortune to be the, one of the stars of this movie because it, it is for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and, and while we're while we're on food, let's just uh, the apple talk. They talk about apple pie. John John Hader does uh, Napoleon, and he equates that like you've never had apple pie before. Yeah, mom won't let me eat it because it, I get diarrhea. I want to meet John. He I want to meet Napoleon Dynamite's mom. Yeah, his stomach, yeah, his stomach's gonna be. It's always up. about my mom, and yeah. then we learn at the end he's never even yeah. talked to a girl, which was like and when he found out he was having macaroni. It means garlic bread. Yeah, he gets excited about food. He was so excited about the macaroni, and not because the macaroni. You're right. It was because that means we're gonna have garlic bread. Yes, and he got so excited. He plays the same character in every movie, right? That's what I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that earlier. Like he went from macaroni to, to tater tots, you know. And yes, and I, and I mean like the same kind of role, which for him, I guess, is kind of easy to do. But um, as the as the audience is kind of like, man, I like to see actors who can really have a, a vast genre of different types of acting that they can do. I mean, I love to see that. Who do you think was the best actor in this movie? Probably his wife, pretending to, pretending that she was really... Wanted to have him. a baby with him. <laughs> I would that's say like some her, serious acting. No. <laughs> John Lovitz, maybe? I would say John Lovitz, but he's John Lovitz. He does yeah. this. He's the same guy in every movie. Yeah, too. he's also the same guy. Um, man, that's a... Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Maybe, oh gosh, what was his name? It was, um, uh, hold on, I'm going to try to pull it up real quick. It was the brother no. that stayed in the closet. Oh, yeah. Like, Swartz feared the sun. every Adam Sandler movie, Justin. Okay, maybe. He actually wrote this one. He wrote it? He was a co- co- Yeah, maybe yeah. he does. And, like, it was, again, it was one of those characters that was so minor, but it was so ridiculously dumb. It did make me laugh because I'm like, this guy is a wreck. Like, this, 
this is ridiculously dumb, like way past dumb, but it did make me laugh. Like I that did. character is also memorable. But but he is he does ruin Adam Sandler movies. I think he must have in his deal. He's got to be in every movie. I loved. Uh, uh, is that apple juice? Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. it came out of the closet. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, no, it's not. The sun is bad. <laughs> he he was funny. That's, I that's, guess that's the best impression we've had on this show so that far. That is my impressions. Don't ever. <laughs> Yeah, that we was. had we had Michael Caine last week. So, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, so we that's a good one. I like that. I appreciate that. And, really and, and I always love when he brings Brad brings the producer in. The, oh, the I'll Hollywood be producer. Guy. I'll be producer. Hollywood guy. Okay. Because I mean, the producer had to say, "Look, are we just?" Are, we had, he had to say, "You got to say a producer voice." Okay, so we're gonna have a movie with three dudes, and they're gonna have the worst haircuts ever. <laughs> and I feel like. Adam Sandler got his inspiration. He said, you know what? I don't like David Spade, so I'm going to put him in a Dutch boy haircut. The paint, Dutch boy paint. It looked like that, right? Yeah, it, it looked like... he. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. It was, it was terrible. It was so bad. It was... Um, yeah, I, I I don't want to say something that may offend somebody, but it was it was one of the worst haircuts uh, ever. And again, he gets the hot girl. But how have we not said anything yet about Napoleon's helmet? Well, I mean, the dude wears wears the helmet almost the entire time out in the outfield. I mean, I love his protective gear, also with his knee pads. Um, but I mean, he loved the helmet. He did, and I love how. Does the helmet change or it's the same helmet all the time? No, it's the same helmet. Yeah, I think same, same he helmet. takes it yeah. off one time at the end, right? Yeah. It's the only time we ever see it. As, as, a, as a coach in rec league, have you ever wanted to tape a bat to someone's hands? Um, that's really funny. Uh, I've had a couple of kiddos in the past that were bat throwers. Like after they hit, they would sling the bat. Um, but nothing too bad. Um, but I will say getting, getting, getting to like the, some of the truth in the story of the movie bench warmers. Uh, I mean, there is a very strong reality that like there are kids that, I mean, I coach, right. And so there are kids on your team that are your, your starters. And then there are the kids that are the bench players and you've got to rotate them in, right? That's part of the game. You got to rotate, you got to play Kid, a little the bit. The kids that eat the roaches and uh, yeah. play with the, the Oh, So the 100% outfit. Napoleon playing out trying to catch the butterfly. Straight up, I've had plenty of seasons where I've got kids in the outfield doing that. Yeah. Like, like that. that is 100% real stuff. I've got kids in, before that have been in the infield and they're just putting, like they're building a sand castle on their cleats, like on their feet. I mean, I've had all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, a lot of the things they're saying are very, very true um, when it came to some of the truth parts of, of baseball and, and kids that aren't good and that kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, you've got the kids who play all the time who are like, these, these kids are garbage. I don't want nothing to do with them. And there is some truth to that, which is a, a shame. So, when they start playing the, the, the kids... Are we, I don't know if you guys caught this, but at one point it was 17 to nothing. And in my brain, I'm thinking, did Rob Schneider like do everything? Because the other two, Deuce Bigelow was the only good one. Are we to believe that the other two actually got on base and scored? 
They did later, but yeah, in that first not in the first one. Yeah, in that first one, I was doing. I I actually stopped and did the math because I tried to figure out. Okay, you know, three outs in the inning. That means if Gus hit first, then he would get, um, you know, two home runs, and that would be two runs in that inning. Then the next inning, he'd get one, and the next, just how the the rotation would go. Uh, so yeah, that was that was near to impossible. Yeah, the numbers don't match. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, no, but that's the whole point. This so so. After that game, we get to meet his wife, which we talked about, right? And I kept thinking, he's drugging her, right? Like, <laughs> there is no other way this guy has her in his house going, it's uh, my Put time of the month. Put a baby in me now. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it, I'm ovulating, and I'm thinking, he's definitely drugged her. He's brainwashed her into believing that he is, he's hypnotized her. That's it, right? And she sees him as, like, a hot dude. And what clown of a husband has a wife that looks like that saying, I need you home at six o'clock because we are about to have sex, right? Like this is going to happen because I'm ovulating. What husband's like, yeah, but we're, we're playing like baseball. Yeah. I'm hanging out with Napoleon Dynamite. Like, no, that's not, that's not happening. I'm be like, Hey fellas, I'll holler at you. Yeah. I don't (laughs) need this. I don't need this. Like why is, why is he hanging out with a dude in a helmet and a dude looks like the Dutch boy? Yeah. Like, you'd rather hang out with them than his hot wife. And then Rachel Hunter uh, at the very end with uh, with Napoleon. Don't even get me started on that. I, there's no way Rachel Hunter would ever – she he would send her an email and she would block him for life. Yeah, but what kind of well, – let's say it was just going to be like a kiss. But then there's like a bonus option in the contract. If you really go all out, like we're talking a little makeout scene, how much would that bonus be for her to do it? Well, this kiss scene was the most kissing we've seen in any of these crap movies. Oh, I know. It was like, big. They went all in. Like Selma Hayek, she had to kiss uh, Doug Heffernan through a fence, right? Yeah. And, Doug Heffernan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kevin yeah. James. Kevin James. <laughs> and... <laughs> And in the first one, Beverly Hills Ninja, that Nicolette Sheridan was like, my lips aren't touching Chris Farley and his yeah. cocaine yeah. lips, right? Yeah. It's not happening. So this one, they went all out, man. Sandler must have really paid Rachel Hunter. You think it was big? You think just, let's say let's say if it was a bonus in the contract, let's just say for fun, is it 10000 Is it more? Like what, what oh, do you think that bonus? Oh, he gave her 50000 to show You think up? it was 50000 to make that scene happen? Do you think Rachel Hunter's ever even been into a pizza hut? I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for her because I'm sure there's maybe, some really maybe nice, that, maybe there may be some really what? nice pizza maybe, huts I don't think there. Rachel maybe, Hunter's. Maybe in the 80s. I want to try somewhere. to find her email and ask her if she's ever been in a pizza hut outside of Sandlerville. Maybe when she was young. Maybe she was forced. <laughs> she was forced into going in there. Yeah, that's so. So we. So he's hypnotizing her. She's wanting to have a baby. He says no. Then we get to meet John Lovitz, who I I think he's funny. I'm a John Lovitz fan, and in this movie, he drives two sick rides. Oh yeah, that were amazing. I grew up watching Michael Knight on Knight Rider, and my dream was to have that car. And to see him achieve that goal was amazing. I do have to be honest in the movie. I didn't know what that reference was, so I just kind of like moved what? On. How yeah. old are we, Brad? I, I mean, I know though. the Batmobile. Like I, I knew what that Everybody was. What ride yeah. would you rather have? Uh, because I don't really know about the other one, I would say the Batmobile. 
Okay, so are we to believe in this town? No, I'm coming back. I, I'm listening. I'm going to answer that. Are we to believe that this man drives a Batmobile and Michael Knight's Knight Rider? I'm surprised he didn't have a DeLorean. I mean, I thought they should have threw a DeLorean in there at one point. That wouldn't yeah. And he's got no chicks. Did we ever see him with a woman? Um, I think his chick is number seven. Oh, gosh. Alfred? The perfect the, wife. The, <laughs> he, 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 he's hanging out with number seven all the time. So does it say anywhere in the movie, did his wife pass? Was there something? I don't remember. Yeah. Never said, but the newspaper is his last we, name, which I thought was fake. We had, Megan, we, he had a son. You yeah, know. he had a son. Well, the newspaper was the one the kids were doing in the, you know, in the sweatshop, you know, back there with all the computers and everything. Oh, okay. Well, I must have missed that. You uh, didn't see the scene where they walk in, they're all typing stuff and, you know. It was it was when they came to the house for the second time. Uh, well, John before, Lovitz before they went on tour. John Lovitz has it all. Who yeah. would want a number seven in your house? Yeah, I mean a number seven's not bad. I well, mean, give us a couple years. The way that AI is going, we're gonna have sevens everywhere. Yeah. What would you have ordered number seven to have? You know how they got to they ordered weird oh, yeah, stuff and he food? just popped it out. And of it bothered yeah. me. Gus didn't order a sandwich. I wanted to see what Gus was going to order, but he they just skipped over him and the other guys ordered sandwiches. Which one's um, Gus? Rob Schneider? Yeah. Deuce yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, Brad. Stay with you us. You gotta stay. I mean, stay it's with Deuce Bigelow to me. Come on, I keep Gus Bus. Uh, yeah. So what would you? What would you have? That's the question. What would you have? Number seven. Prepare for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, depends. But I, I love Italian food. Italian food, I, I love, and then I also love a good steak. So anywhere in that ballpark, I'd be happy. I would have asked him for something that's really hard, kind of oh, like okay. your Chick-fil-A orders. Oh, my gosh. You just I give them to him, and you just add all this stuff. That's what I would have done. It's not hard. It's just don't put the options on there if you can't handle it, right? Like, if you don't want me to ask for all these sauces, don't have those sauces available. True. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's with the two-sauce two limit? You know, why can't I have more than two sauces? Yeah, some people you know? like the sauce. Yeah. I'm a sauce guy, I so you. I hear you. Okay, I've got to bring this up, okay? I don't know how much more time we have, but I've got to bring this up. And in our culture, I don't know what's politically correct. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> the R word. There was... You can't say that, right? We can't say that word. Okay? Hold on. Uh, no, I'm not thinking R word. I'm thinking... The G word? Well, first of all, like the the one guy who is definitely... I don't know if they ever say. Well, he's with another guy, right? The the homosexual. Sean Salisbury, couple. former yeah. NFL quarterback, who is, I guess, openly gay. Yeah. Right? So, like, at the very end, when they're back in, are they back in Pizza Hut? I'm trying to remember now, but like, when they go to the house to ring the doorbells, is when we found out he had the masseuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's way after that. It's okay. after like, it's when both teams are now like having fun together. Is this back so it's, when Terry Crews says, Let's, who wants to wrestle? And he goes, I'll wrestle. Yes, but then he's like, is he wearing the leotard? Yeah, he's always, no he's, no, he's always just in a Speedo, right? Well, he's in something, but this is what blew me away. I'm like, where, like, how does this happen? What, what, okay, so you've got the one little guy that Rob picked on, he shows up and he ends up being third base coach and all that stuff. That's all well and good. Um, but then like, where did the other, and this is what I meant by politically correct. I mean, I think like little person, right? Tiny people. Um, you can't say the M word, 
I don't think anymore. No, don't say that on here. Okay, yeah, we don't want to say that on here. But, um, I mean, where did that guy come from? And then, like, the the coach who's gay, I guess, on, on the show or whatever, like, he's in this leotard or he's in this thing, and he's, like, and he's still, like, picking, bouncing him, throwing him up in the air. It was the most random thing in that scene. I don't know. I guess it didn't take anybody else off guard. I'm just like, why? I just didn't know, like, you can, it's like all the ridiculous things, and like, oh, let's throw a tiny person in here, and, and he'll just be bouncing him up in the air. Like, the randomest like I, I just, I probably as I was watching it, I'm sure my mouth was just like open. Like when the big guy said, "I want one of those too." Yes. Yeah. Like, but, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like movie producer guy calls Adam Sandler in, and he goes, "What do you want in the movie?" And Adam goes, "I kind of want to throw some." He just throws all this crazy stuff out, and they're like, "Okay, whatever you want to do, Adam." And they yeah. do it. I yeah, at the end, no let's have a tiny person. He's just being bounced up in the air by this this coach who's, like, pretty flamboyant. And, like, just – it's just ridiculous. It's just, like, so ridiculous. Um, has no merit with the rest of the movie. But, oh, let's throw this in there. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I did have a question. How much would you have to get paid to eat sunblock? Wasn't there a scene where, um, where the weird guy, um, Howie, eats, like – Kept yeah. eating sunblock. I, I was thinking it was mayonnaise, probably for real. But I wouldn't even want to take even that kind mayonnaise, of mayonnaise in my mouth. Gosh, no. Yeah, but either way, it's gross. IQ level of everyone in this movie is pretty low, right? <laughs> uh, their character that they're playing, yes. or the, the character. Yeah, the character they're playing. Yeah, I would say it's pretty low. Yeah, they're pretty smart for there. taking the money and running. So. Oh, I would have took that money and yeah. ran. Do any of these actors regret being in this movie? Probably not. Not because a lot of them are continuously in these. I mean, they're all Adam Sandler's players, right? They all come in every Adam Sandler movie. Dan Patrick. Uh, He's tried giving them their own star in movies, mostly. Okay, so here's a question. Adam Sandler comes to you. $100,000. I just want you to be in this five-minute scene, but you're doing whatever I tell you to. I would do it just to be in Adam Sandler (laughs) movie. But but are we talking good Adam Sandler movies? Or are we talking? It doesn't matter. Is he in it or is he not in it? Because if he's it's, not in it's it, Sandler it's Land. Good. It's it could be it could be either. But he comes to you. He's like, gotta have you. Because like we did, here comes the boom, which is an Adam Sandler produced movie, and I would not have wanted to be in that movie. Anytime you see the Happy Mass in the beginning, it's a crapshoot if it's going to be good or not. Hmm. In my opinion, Roger Roger disagrees. He likes Here Comes the Boom. I didn't like Here Comes the Boom. I like $100,000, though. So that, that would be the... That's all I need to hear. It's $100, oh, wow. Okay, so y'all 000. both are in. I don't know that I could do it because I would not want to... Like, there's always that possibility where you get put into some, like, superhero-type role or something that's amazing and awesome that we would all want. But I feel like that is... Far and few between. I feel like the majority, the average Joe is going to get like that crap job that you don't want where it's like, yeah, I no, I don't want to do that. Um, like the opening scene, man, where like Napoleon's just digging in his nose and like that whole time he's just playing those dumb characters. Like maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe I've got too much pride and like I don't want to be viewed that way. Exactly. We, you talked about the politically correct thing. I, you know, I, I was. The, do you think this was the last movie that uh, the word the R word was used uh, in comedy? 
Because it was right about this time that Hollywood started going that direction. I don't know. I It may not have been because Adam Sandler's made some some pretty... I, I just kept watching this going, this movie would not be made today. In oh, no way. No way. No way would it be made. Yeah. There, there was a sequel, Benchwarmers 2. I just I actually just saw that today. That Is, there was a where two. did you watch that? Oh, you, yeah. I didn't see it. I just saw it. Yeah, I just saw that there was a two. We but I haven't seen it. We probably should have watched the sequel instead of this one, because which kind of gives away that I thought, you know, this was, a, I think it's a great movie. No, don't be saying that oh, yet. Oh, wait, you we thought haven't got it was, there yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. But John Lovitz does appear in the sequel. Oh, does he? Oh, okay. He's the only one back. The other ones were like, look, we did our brain dead performances. We're now going to do nothing uh, with. I will. I wanted to say this earlier and I didn't. So John's favorite role in an Adam Sandler movie for me, by far, Rabbit Trail, Wedding Singer. Oh, he was great. But that's yeah. but that's in Adam Sandler's top three greatest movies, though. Yeah, but even that role, he was hilarious in that role. But he yeah, was. I, just, I had to say that because I just had to. I liked Rob Schneider in The Water Boy. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was good in The Water Boy. Yeah. He was good in Deuce Bigelow. He was. That was funny. That was I remember one of the funniest that. ones. Now, it's been a long time. Some of these old school movies, like, I remember, like, being in high school, like, watching some of this stuff or even just out of, and I thought it was hilarious. And now that I'm a dad, I've got little kids and stuff, I'll, like, sit and watch things. I'll be like, oh, uh, maybe we'll watch this some other time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's This movie's definitely not for kids under 13. No. No. no, no. Definitely not. Which one? Deuce the movie. one we just watched. Oh, Deuce Bigelow's yeah, no, for no, 18 and up. Yeah. Yeah. So, kids, if you're watching this today, don't go asking your parents uh, or listening to us today. Don't go ask your parents if you can watch Deuce Bigelow. Yes, not, don't. Not a, <laughs> not a good choice. Now we, we haven't talked about go Craig Kilborn, though, who used to be on ESPN, right? Yeah. And he had his late, late night show he on He had CBS. his late night. Yeah. He was not bad in this movie. He was a typical bully. He usually plays a jerk. That's he, usually he, his role. He does, and we learn... Yeah. Uh, he played it classically in old school. Remember the movie? Oh, he was in old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I like that. So what were some of the things that were said about this movie that you guys read or, or found out? Well, before we get to that, though, we have to say everyone in this town's a bully, right? <laughs> Who would want to live in this town? I feel like everyone's a bully minus the three guys we got. And spoiler alert... Deuce Bigelow was a bully. In this oh movie. yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, and and I do like you know my wife actually watched it with me, and when they did the scene about extreme, she's like they're ripping off Extreme Makeover because they did it like in a day. They built the whole park in a day. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he and he, the the guy was like, uh, "Let's do this," and everybody comes out. Yeah. Hey. It took a year and a half for the local Zaxby's to get built here, but oh, they built gosh. a stadium. It took and, so long. They took it. They built a stadium in a day. There, there was uh, on South Tryon in Charlotte. Uh, there was a Dunkin' Donuts. It took two years to get built. A Dunkin' Donuts, you know, like little square. It, it sat there for for two years trying to get built. So yes, we can understand. There's no way they could have done this in, in in a day. But again, that goes along with the theme of this movie. Nothing's real. All right, so we're gonna hit the critics. Forever. Well, the ending. They they end up. Yeah. Letting the actual kids play against kids, yeah. which was kind of a cool ending. And I, I think they should have protested because Nelson never hit third on his home run shot. If you watch the movie, 
he cuts and he never touches third base. How can how have we not talked about the Dominican dude that they, that Tim Meadows brought in to play pitcher that they kept feeding alcohol to? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I gotta be honest, I've forgotten about that character that until funniest, you just said that. He was the funniest. That one. was hilarious. Yeah. He was smoking a heater while. <laughs> Pitching, and then he was drinking hard yeah. liquor. Yeah, yeah, and then he would pitch to kids. Yeah. Yep, uh, and he had a. And you notice it was David Spade who came up with the idea of like, hey, let's get him drunk. You know, no, yeah. I love when he's like in the woods and they're trying to get him to come play, and they're trying to get the ump or ref or somebody to sign off on, it and they're like, uh, he doesn't look like he's thirteen or whatever it was, and he goes. 12. Or 12, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm 12. And then you see, like, his son pop out from the from the yeah. bush, from the trees. Pop He's on. like, no, go, go back in there. Go back in there. <laughs> and I love his I love his birth certificate. It just says, I am 12. <laughs> I am 12. <laughs> yes. And that, they slipped a $10 was bill to the ump. Yeah, was, 10 bucks. Could you Which, hey, in 2006, hey, $10, you could get at least a number one at Chick-fil-A. Could you be bought off for $10 as an ump? Uh, in Sandlerville. Well, in Sandlerville, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I am twelve, and it's hard to it's hard to to look at Tim Meadows as a bad guy. Yeah, he's too nice. He's always a nice. He guy. tried to be moralistic there in in the beginning, but uh, you know the the thought not. of losing to to the bench warmers. You know, he's like, bring him in, bring him in. Okay, so it was a good it was a good ending. Uh, this movie was quite the fart magnet. Oh, that was gosh. a line they used in the movie, so I like that line. But, Roger, what kind of reviews do you have? Uh, a couple critics. One, one critic said uh, it was more sophomoric than funny. And another, another one said it's the sort of trash that Hollywood, Hollywood does well. Uh, on my Amazon reviews, um, Jerry Jensen wrote, this movie is bussin'. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No. This oh, movie is wow. bussing. I kept thinking at the end of this movie, Craig Kilborn is going to murder those kids, right? He's definitely throwing them in a van, and you're never seeing them again because they threw the game. <laughs> and Craig Kilborn could not stand losing, even well, though they I didn't think— they didn't throw the game. They, no, they still won. They still won. They were just—they had a they shutout. Up, yeah, they gave, yeah, they had a shutout. They gave up one run. Yeah. Oh, well— yeah. They still were not. He was basically like, well, you know what? They're not losers. We're, gonna, we're not going to let you get your shutout that you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going to pizza, it's not quite a victory in my brain, but hey, you know what it I mean? It was back in the day. I guess. That uh, pepperoni pan pizza, man. And the uh, the pictures of Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew. Can't beat it, man. Joseph Gerg H. Gerg H. Wrote one word for this movie. Classic. Oh, okay. So what my word was going to be was trash. Yeah, uh, he that's wrote what, a classic. I'm that's like, what I thought he was going to say. Trash. I don't understand uh, how this movie is a classic. And this this lady Brittany wrote in 2020, so she was probably shut in the house at this point and hadn't seen many good movies. She wrote super funny, always a classic. And work in progress says great flick for a ten year old to thirteen year old. I disagree. No, I, would I think not it's want way my too. Watching this movie, yeah, I think that's a, it, some of the humor in that is way too much. I think for their age, hundred percent. 
And I don't like, want my son dropping the R word at school. What, what happened with like? Okay, if we're talking a horrible a, father. We're talking about a. <laughs> if we're talking about a baseball classic. Like the first one that I think uh, my family loves it is the Sandlot. I know it's got some words and stuff in it mm-hmm. too, but you compare that to bench warmers. I mean, how do you call bench warmers a classic? I don't. You know. can't. It's not even. Well, let's get to that, Justin. Is this movie movie torture or movie gold to you? No, it's a little bit more torture than gold for sure. If anything, it might be fool's gold. Roger? I think it depends on who's watching. If if you if you were in junior high when this movie came out, then then it was movie gold. But if you watch it like now as an adult, yeah, it's it, it would probably be movie torture. But it's 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 how you go into that. If you go into this and you're expecting realism, yeah, you know it's it's going to be horrible. But if you go into it knowing it's it's a Sandler movie, and it's just going to be a goofball comedy, then then it's not too bad. I will say this is the best movie we've watched so far of oh, all yeah. our bad movies. Oh yeah, definitely so. I don't want to ever watch it again. It's definitely movie torture. But are you going to watch Benchwarmers too now? Probably for the podcast, we'll have you back for Benchwarmers <laughs> okay. too. Okay, and, yeah. uh, but I can't imagine, I can't imagine replacing these three guys with three other dudes that would make it better. It has to get worse, the sequel. But yeah, this movie was torture. Uh, it made me just want to see Adam Sandler. Gary, movie torture, movie gold. I'd say, I'm kind of with Roger. If you're if you're a 12-year-old kid, or if you're a child and like you like kind of, Farts and throw ups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, dirty humor. Then you're like, that's exactly what. That's all this movie has to me. Now I still, I still like the the Dominican dude going, giving the umpire a note and like a ten dollar bill. I am twelve. Like that's still. I feel like that's a birth certificate you would write for yourself. (laughs) I am twelve. And have a little hey, drawing hey, of you. Hey, listen, he's got a date tonight. We do not need to uh, bring his enthusiasm yes, down. We get, he does. We got encouragement. Are you going to wear the Hawaiian shirt, Producer Gary? <laughs> he's, anyway. He's, you he's, could have your own certificate when you when you meet her, and it just says, I am awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. I like that. Take a move out of that playbook. Producer Gary's <laughs> reconsidering his uh, career options here with us. I want I want to say I don't want to do another Adam Sandler movie for a for, while. Yeah, yeah. We've done two so far, and I'm like, ugh, another yeah. Sandlerville movie. Um, Roger, are you excited? We're, our next movie is going to be Megan, I which am. which am. came out last year, and it's a sci-fi movie. So. Roger's Roger's not a scary. He doesn't like horror movies. Uh, I, I watched them as when I was, you know, growing up. You know, Freddy Krueger, Jason, and all that stuff. But as I got older, it just, you know, just didn't thrill me as much. So, but uh, yeah, this this one seemed to do well at the bo- the box office, and Saturday Night Live had a really good spoof on it. So uh, if, if you haven't if you watch the movie and haven't seen the Saturday Night Live skit, you need to watch it too so- as well. I'm excited about Megan. If you have any questions or movies you want to recommend, you can uh, email us at movietorturepod at gmail.com or you can comment on our Instagram page, movietorturepod. But for producer Gary, Justin, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Our sports guy, our sport guy. Yeah. And for Roger, I'm Brad. I'm going to go uh, beef stew producer Gary now. We'll see you next week. <laughs>